episode of Spike Sweet Tea. Hello, Miss Dina. Hello, April. What's going on, girl? Oh, not much. Not much. I am trucking along. All right. Mm-hmm. Are you doing okay? I'm doing well. Last weekend, I went to Savannah. Oh, nice. It okay. was really, really nice. Uh, I didn't go for long. We left early Saturday morning. And came back Sunday morning because one of my former students who goes to school in South Carolina. Oh, I think I saw those pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was sweet. She had her first collegiate softball game. Very nice. And so I drove down. She was playing in Savannah. So I drove down to see her play. Oh, it was so lovely. Did they win? It was like a tournament. So they won the first game. Okay. And they didn't win the second game. Okay. They didn't play her the second game either. Hmm. Well. So I know that there's some people who feel some type of way about that. And I know, I feel like she had some stuff going on first semester mm-hmm. that may have contributed to her not getting a starting position mm-hmm. on the team. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will change. She's a freshman? She is a freshman. Okay. Her first collegiate game. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Good what luck, about baby you, girl? Miss Lady? Um, what's been going on? Nothing much. Nothing much. Nothing. Look, nothing of note that I can think of. I have a birthday coming up. Yes, so. coming close to the another end of another road. Yeah. What is it? Circle around the, the rotation sun. Rotation around the sun. I was gonna say rotation, but I didn't know if it was a revolution or a rotation. Oh well, whatever. Which yeah, like I said, circle. <laughs> um, I'm thankful for it because yeah, everybody's Any not making plans. Them. No special plans. No, I'm I'm easy these days. I'm very much a milestone person too. Like even though I'm like I said, I'm grateful for every year. I'm unfortunately one of those people that I'm like okay, 40 and then 50, perhaps 45, I don't know, but I'm I'm more of a milestone girl. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, yeah, no special plans. My husband keeps asking me what I want to do. And I'm like, I want to go see the photograph. I'm very excited about seeing that. That's what Issa Rae with and, Issa Rae and Lakeith. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. Stanfield. I would like to see that. Yes, I want to see that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I'm, I'm chilling. Just be 43. As an aside, mm-hmm. I don't know what you said that just made me think about this. Oh, Lord. But I was watching the first season of Basketball Wise LA. Why? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. It was on Hulu. Uh, okay. And it befuddles me about the Christies doing their annual wedding. Oh, they're crazy. That's crazy. Okay, maybe that sounds very judgmental. Um, it, it's interesting. <laughs> it's, befuddling is a good she word. She got mad at somebody for not coming, and she was like, "I can't believe you would miss such an important event." I said, "It's not important because you're you doing it less important year. by doing it every you year." You do it every year. I don't. Yeah, I've even talked about doing a twenty fifth um, renewal, which is kind of common. Mm-hmm. But you know, my crazy husband, like, I mean, it's up the first time, didn't it? Like, we got to do it again. So every year, I think we will do a renewal, probably year ten or year fifteen. Okay, because we will be at seven years this year. Okay, seven years married. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. Together. Total, yeah. Okay. Anyway, speaking of love and relationships, what a great segue. Oh, that was. 
I didn't even realize how wonderfully that segued. Oh, look at that. So you follow Humans of New York? I, I do when people talk about it and call it to my attention. Okay, that's me too. When you tell me to look at it, then <laughs> yeah. I'll look at it. Yeah. So I saw this story from this woman named Cheryl. It started off with Cheryl and then it transitioned to her husband, Bobby. Slash Walter. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I guess there were a lot of people praising this as this wonderful love story. And uh, you and I didn't see it that way. Nah. And it's interesting because it's not like we talked about the fact that we didn't see it that way until Mm-mm. we started talking about it. But what yeah. did you think when I first mentioned it to you? I didn't know. Uh-huh. I didn't know. But to me, that's kind of the beauty of these conversations mm-hmm. to me, actually. But um, but yeah, people were when I went to it and started reading it. I mean, it was a great read, first yeah. of all. Like Good story. They're always because I like the other one, too, about the lady who I forgot her name. Dang it, I forgot her name, but the one who it was several parts as well. Oh, you're Tangeray. talking about the lady that know all the the, the secrets. Tangeray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. But anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they all that this was a an interesting, engaging read. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, when I started seeing the the feedback about it being like this love story and this like enduring, you know, man, she was like she stuck by him and I'm Aren't like, hold up, let to? me, let me, let me go back and read this thing again because I don't know. Who right. I mean, but I, I didn't, I didn't. It was a, it was, a, it was a struggle love story to me. Oh, is it a love story or is it a struggle? Well, it's definitely a love story. It's a love story. But is it an aspirational love story? Struggle love is not aspirational. Okay. To me. So let's tell the people about Bobby and and Cheryl. You okay. want to recap their story? You're much more concise than I am. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> Bobby was born someone else. Bobby had a, a rough upbringing. He got into trouble, a lot of trouble early on in life. And he bounced around in prisons mm-hmm. um, for much of his life. And he escaped finally one final time from what isn't it the south it was north carolina he was or in, something yeah and he i think he was in virginia for some reason he had gotten transferred or whatever but and he was doing work detail yeah on the side of the road See, i was being concise though oh there you go okay, okay. so he, y'all can go to the site and read humans of new york if mm-hmm. you want to get like Just the Google real humans of new york yeah the whole drawn out it's story. easier to read it on their site than it is on facebook interesting mm-hmm. but he escaped he went north um on a bus and when he got there he was able to change his whole identity and become someone else and And he became bobby and he became bobby love and bobby love went and started working at this hospital and we believe the latter part of 77 early 78 we know he arrived in new york in november November 77 and he met cheryl at the hospital. At the hospital when he started working. There. We don't know what the capacity and, and what her role was at the hospital. Well, he actually mentioned that he, he did. when he worked in the cafeteria, he met her working there in oh, the cafeteria. Okay. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, Cheryl and Bobby were together. They they got married in '85. Um, had children. 
had a, you know, seemingly good life. A beautiful um, love story. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, were together for all this time for 40 years. Until 40, bum, bum, bum. 40 years. 40 this years woman a long time. was, it was a long time. Um, They were together and she had felt that their relationship was lacking something. She felt like there was a wall up with him That's and how I interpreted. he wasn't um as loving and open as she would have hoped he would have been but for the most part they had a good life their kids were grown at this point mm-hmm. but she just felt she needed to pray about it because she was a virtuous woman he described her as he, such he described very moral her. and ethical um mm-hmm. she prayed about it 2014 2015 the people come knocking Prayers on the door answered. come knocking on the door to collect Walter barged in and said that he had a good run and took him back to jail. Yep. So Cheryl then starts to think, Bobby, does, is it after he gets out that he tells her all the stories about what happened? Or oh, no. There? Well, I mean, I'm sure he has had plenty to, of stories to tell. It had but to unravel at that point. She, she got the story when he was in prison. Yeah, she got the story and then she started writing to she wrote a Barack Obama. Yeah, she started writing and making appeals for him to be pardoned um, because his life had changed. He, he, he was, was a, a good totally guy. Different person. Mm-hmm. He'd been and he the- was a model inmate prior to his escape. At that time. At that time. Because he had he had he got into some trouble and that's how he ended up having more problems. Right. But he had been a model inmate because right. he was transferred to a, a lesser security right. facility. Right. That's when he was on the radio and all that stuff. Right. Um, but anyway, so again, they have been married for years, 14 years, and all of this happened. And she did not know any of this about like his, his past life. She met Bobby Love, not Walter, she whatever knew Walter's it. name. Mm-hmm. So for me, there is a portion of individuals who see how you know, she rallied for him and she wrote the letters and she got her man out of jail and Mm -hmm. she stayed by his side and, um, she rallied on Mm -hmm. his behalf. Mm -hmm. She fought. And, um, for him and them. To some people that's beautiful. Yes. And, and there, there is, there is, there is beauty in that. There is beauty in it. Exactly. Um, but when you reflect back earlier in the story, prior to his unfortunate reincarceration mm-hmm. where she talks about how he didn't communicate mm-hmm. how he was not affectionate he felt distant how he mm-hmm. was distant mm-hmm. that he wouldn't look her in the eye that he was constantly looking over his shoulder right he was putting up with behaviors that she didn't like right and that's the thing. It, obviously, these like if this is how someone is, and and you're okay with it, right? Then that's one thing. It's, you have to be okay with but it. But she seemed she seemed very much so like she she said, "Lord, I can't put up with this anymore." Yeah, something she felt like something was missing from her her marriage. So what is it? Well, first of all, let me ask you this. What is struggle love? So to me, you know, different, different people probably have different uh, interpretations. Because don't way. all people in relationships struggle? struggle? to a point, yes, yes. But to me, struggle love is when 
it's just harder than it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like if, if if you're in a situation where you're just putting up with whatever the case may be, maybe this person has a bad habit. Maybe uh, they're just emotionally, well, not just, they're emotionally unavailable and that's not what you want. But anything that you have to endure mm-hmm. and keep thinking, well, they'll change. Oh, no, 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 they'll, no. no. They'll, um, they'll recognize, especially not grown people. No, you can't expect people to change. And that's not to say that you can't make that. It's not to say that they they can't can't change, change. but you can't make that a condition upon which you face a life. No. And the thing is, build a life. It's it's a, it's a, it's for me, it's something that manifests in my chest. Mm -hmm. Like I feel this is misery. Right. Why are we subjecting ourselves? Why are we as black women mm-hmm. subjecting ourselves to misery? Right. And that's the question because she knew she didn't know who this man was, right. but she knew who this man was. Right. Before she married him. And I can't speak to the to the world in 1985 because I'm only seven years old. <laughs> little baby. A little baby. <laughs> But I know, I know this. I know I'm teaching the children of the crack babies <laughs> that were born in the 80s. Oh, Lord, bless it. Bless it. <laughs> so I think that um, I know that the world in, in 1985, I don't know if there was slim pickings, but I know that there was a lot going on yeah. in New York yeah, in yeah, 1985. No you know, and do we, and they met in 77, so they had been together, I assume they started dating, or 77, 78, 78 yeah. late so, 70s. So they mm-hmm. had known each other at least five, six years before they got married. Right. I'm assuming that they were dating in that time. Right. What is it that makes us stay with people who don't meet our needs? Because in that six years, she knew that he didn't communicate. She knew that he was right. ineffectionate. She knew right. that he was not going to open up. Right. So just emotionally unavailable, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what made her decide, I'm going to go ahead and suck it up and build a life with Bobby. And why has that not changed here 30 some years later? Yeah. And why is that, like you said, aspirational to some people? Because people read this story and were moved by it you know we always expect black women to be long suffering (sighs) we always be expect black women to tolerate some mess yeah we always expect black women to hang in there honey yeah stand by your (laughs) man or maybe we don't just expect black women because I don't know who sang that song, but maybe she wouldn't have been yeah, singing it. Yeah, I think that's reason. across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that there's some level of that in all communities. But black women do seem to get the brunt of it as, you know, if, if, if marriage is your goal, then, you know, we We're have less about of people us, getting chose. Yeah, we, hit, we have less of us hitting that or attaining that goal. Yes. And in other communities. I looked it up. And it said that, and dang it, I didn't write down my source. So y'all just gonna have to trust that this is authentic, legitimate information. It says in 2006, 
67% of white women in the U.S. between the ages of 25 and 54 were married, compared with only 34% of black women. Mm -hmm. That's almost half. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, look at that, me doing math. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's almost half. So, with 34% of us, um, only 34% of us being married, that means 66. Yeah. 66% of black women are unmarried. Mm -hmm. Well, hell, that's why the hell you stay on the struggle bus. Right. But is that a good enough reason? Like, so would we rather be in a relationship? Like, would we rather be lonely with somebody than without? I think some people would. Yeah. I think some people would. I, I, I honestly do. Because, I mean, I can think of some real world examples right now mm-hmm. of people who are in relationships that are not in their best interest. Mm-hmm. but. But at least I got somebody. Yeah. I mean, and to keep it completely funky now, all of us have been in a struggle relationship at some point in our sure. lives. If we're going to be completely honest, like, sure. I don't know anybody who has been in multiple relationships and hasn't experienced that at least once. So do you think that but, how's it ever, <laughs> you know, do you think that oh, hell, I lost my question? Say what you said again. All of us have been in. I think all of us, if we've been in more than one relationship at some point in life, we've experienced some level of struggle of some aspect of it. We, we had all got it right the first time, basically. But is that. So, OK, so what types of things are we struggling with? Because that's the other thing. Like. Do. Are we implying that there are certain things that nobody should put up with ever? No, that's not that's not that's not what we're saying, right? That's not real life. No, people can tolerate different things. People can listen. I can do a sermon on that one because everybody people have different uh, ideals and ideas of what a relationship is supposed to be. You find that imperfect person that matches your imperfections and you're good with, then that's one thing. So that's not to say that somebody's going to be perfect. But at the same time, so I think the, the struggles will be different. Mm-hmm. So for Cheryl, obviously, well, I want to say obviously, to me, in reading her story, she felt like this man was emotionally unavailable to her. Wow. Let me show you. And that was something that she, she, and and we only get that from her talking about just her praying about it and her talking to people in church about it. And her, like, this was something that really bothered her. Um, she said, this is her words. She said, there was a piece missing. Mm-hmm. She said, I loved him and he loved me, but something was missing. He never liked to be in photographs. He always thought people were watching him. She assumed it was vanity. Mm -hmm. She said there wasn't much affection, no hugs, no cuddling, no communication, little communication. She could only get so close and he would shut down. 
She said, when we were arguing, I'd be pouring myself out to him. I can't even imagine you giving, 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 and you're getting back nothing. Right. He would just sit there with a scowl on his face. Right. She thought he didn't want to be with her. So she that's, thought he did not want to be with her. So that's the struggle part. But she's thinking eventually he's going to change. It wore me down. I cried so many tears. That doesn't sound happy to me. At all. That's not aspirational. That's love. not aspirational. So, you know, so again, I think to answer your question, struggle love can be different for different people. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what, from using her words, that that's what it sounds like she was in. She was in a, you know, it, it, it was not a, a relationship that I would want to be in. I'm curious of the demographics of the people who thought this was a beautiful love story. How many of them are single women? Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. That's and how many were just regular old scrubby men? And see, but for real though, but for real, <laughs> but for real, because that's the thing too, because you have dudes that are always, you know, they going to ride for stuff like that. Like she was down, she was down for whatever. She, what? This woman is not having her needs met. Right. Do we have to be ride or die? Right. Can I just promise to ride? Where are we going? Can I ask questions too? Why we got to die at the end? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And why do I have to ride? Why I can't drive? Right. Mm. I mean, and and to be clear, this is not something that's just, you know, hetero, heterosexual relationships. Okay. Well, see, that's a whole other issue. Because relationships, it's period. relationships, period. You know, that people well, have these lesbians moving in on day two. Uh, and they've <laughs> literally that's the second day you're bringing you haul on the second day. You heard that story oh, where you know I have oh, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, so this is something that a lot of people think that this is an aspirational type of mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. And there are those of us who are like, nah, I'm not I'm not doing that. So you compared this earlier to uh another couple. I did. So to me, I think again. You compare this, what I deem, I I keep wanting to make that disclaimer, what I deem as a struggle love story to Russell, Wilson, and Sierra. Russell and Sierra have struggle love? They do not. (laughs) They absolutely do not have struggle love. Mm -hmm. Like to me, they have a real love story. But I think in my mind, what it took me down the track of all of the stuff that Cheryl was talking about Mm -hmm. with. Bobby, um, those are some of the things that it's almost like a certain type of guy mm-hmm. embodies those types of um that type of those characteristics and that that amount of emotional unavailability mm-hmm. to me. What's that got to do with Russell and Sierra? Russell don't seem to have none of that. <laughs> Russell's like, listen, baby, I'm here. I'm I'm open for whatever, and people think he's corny. Ah, uh, people think Russell is corny because it is very clear to anyone who's paying attention that he would run Sierra's bathwater and would drink it if she so when she was done. Yeah, yeah, if, if that's what she wants him to do. That's that's what he's gonna do. But then we look at him as like he's corny for being that type of person. I mean, Future's even said like he only does. 
whatever she, he does, whatever she wants him to do. And Russell was like, uh, basically, hell yeah, I do. That's my wife. So you're saying <laughs> that a lot of us are so we are seeking out relationships and we're not necessarily giving attention to the corny guys. Yeah. Or the good guys. The good guys. Yeah. Is yeah. Russell Wilson corny though? I don't think Russell Wilson is. Now, I'm sure. there. I know that there are a lot of people who think he is. I think he might be one of those people. I mean, I don't know Russell Wilson. I don't know him either. But he reminds me of Carlton Banks. And to me, Carlton Banks is corny. He does not remind me of Carlton Banks at he all. He's black, Dina. He doesn't remind me of Carlton. Like, he ain't doing a Carlton dance and he not wearing Argyle sweaters. <laughs> Right, this dude is like an elite, you're not. You're right. He's, he's, not. A, he's an elite quarterback in the he NFL. Is, he is, <laughs> you know? he is, so yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that that's a good parallel. But, but I think a lot of dudes, I mean, a lot of people see it, and and I say dudes, but dudes do too, see it the way that you just said. Like he's corny, mm-hmm. but I think that that too is a whole thing. And I, again, the I future think, call him corny. Is that where we where that started? Future absolutely calling him corny. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, then I don't want to call him corny. Yeah, you need to find another moniker. For <laughs> but I feel like, um, and this this is me and my my uh, extrapolation of things. But yeah, this Bobby would have been like the strong dude, the you know, like the like that guy. <laughs> you I know, mean, so some let's be clear about it. You know, he was a guy with a record. He was a guy with a history. Right. He was a bank robber. Right. He was a rabble rouser. Right. And, you know, he got caught up. Black men don't get no passes in life, although he was robbing banks. So, <laughs> right. So, you know, he definitely had a deviant streak. Yeah. He had an edge. And is what I'm going he for. He outgrew it. Yeah. Yes, he did. He changed. He outgrew it. But let's pause there. So I think the thing that I was saying is he had an edge, mm-hmm. like you just described. And a lot of times that is something that we want. Yeah, it is appealing. That's something that people want. They you want never wanted that. The bad boy. Hell, no, I didn't want the bad boy. I had enough of them in my family. Mm-hmm. I knew how that ended. So I was never a person who was seeking a bad boy. Bad boys did not appeal to me. That I don't know. Oh, I did have a thing, and, and, for the I, bad boys. and I worked in Champs at South Cab Mall in the nineties. <laughs> I had plenty of dope boys coming through trying to slide numbers, and I, nah, bro, I'm nah, I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but that's a matter of I don't know. I would say uh, a matter of preference. Some people might say it's even a matter of experiences and life experiences that kind of lead you to For sure. Too. Because if you witnessed the outcome of interactions mm-hmm. with with That's formerly it. incarcerated men. Mm-hmm. Or potentially incarcerated mm-hmm. men. Okay. <laughs> right. Then it makes sense that you would avoid those right. at all costs. I did not see that growing up. Yeah. Um. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. So my dad was the only son of my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And my mother had three brothers and they didn't have those. Those issues weren't present. They also lived in New England. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not saying that's why they didn't get locked up. Plenty of you black, were bougie black. I'm bougie black. Mm-hmm. 
No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not bougie black like Russell Wilson is bougie black, but Russell Wilson, you know, he got <laughs> there are levels to it. There are levels. There my levels mother, my it. mother. Some people who know my mother would say might say that she tried to instill a certain level of bouginess, but I rejected that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rejected that, mm-hmm. but I did have a thing for the bad boys mm-hmm. back in the day. I had one of their mothers come to me and say, he's no good. Oh, wow. Leave him alone. Oh, wow. When yeah. the mama said. The mama said, I still didn't believe her. But um, And then I found out later, he really did not have good intentions. Mm. Which was disappointing. But, but shout out to the mama who gonna let you know about their child. Mm-hmm. She was like, this boy is no good. Yeah, she was like, you graduate next year. He in the ninth grade. He was a year older than me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to mama. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know what makes some of us seek out that rebelliousness, mm-hmm. that um, deviance, that mm-hmm. edginess, mm-hmm. as you call it. Um, but and Cheryl was a good girl. So he said she was, and, but she also thought that he was a good guy. She had, I guess she thought he was a good guy. Um, I think she thought that he was, yeah, like, I think he probably had, he, even in his story, we could see that there were glimpses of goodness all along, like at his Yeah, core. I mean, he, even if he, he, he clearly stated that he got caught up with the wrong group of people. Right, exactly. So, he was having fun. He he was 14 the first time he got locked up. Yeah. And he should not have been locked up for that. Right. Correct. What was he doing? Causing He was shouting at yeah, Sam, Sam Cook, Cook concert. concert. Yeah. And I guess the things of having a riot or something, I guess they decided he was the cause of it. But right. he should not have been locked up at 14. Right. Um, and that is how they get caught. And he said that's what started it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And make no mistake, I am absolutely someone who believes that our black men get a bad rap. Absolutely, he was. I mean, that child was railroaded because in that case, he went to jail, and then he's going to learn all these other things that, you know, that took him down this road. Because mm-hmm. he said when he came out, that's when he started hanging out with the dudes that were robbing banks. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, but like you said, like there was, there's redemption. Like he grew. He evolved. He was 14 when he started all this. And right. then he became he became a different person. And so there's And know, he literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah. Literally and figuratively. Because yeah. his transformation was when he was in prison. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so there is that. The law just didn't see it that way. But, but we're talking about it from the perspective of what she, what she experienced. And and the thing is, if you I don't know, Dina. I, I kind of feel like, though, that was a different time. Mm-hmm. And no, I can't even say that. Because people, divorce was very real in the 80s and 90s. Uh, yeah. Very real. <laughs> Aren't we sitting here as the kids of divorce divorced days? <laughs> parents mm-hmm. in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Bef- and I, again, I say. 1985, I was but seven years old. Maybe I was eight because I don't do math like that, y'all. But but, uh, they had been done, got divorced. Yeah, right. Correct. Been done, long done. (laughs) Correct. I mean, before 1980, it was a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mine made it into the 80s, but barely. But barely. <laughs> yeah. So to me, if you have different values, I guess that's kind of coming into, you know, women asserting their rights. And because yeah. my mama, bless her heart, I don't want to tell my family business, but my mom, my mom, there were things that she didn't want to put up with. Mm hmm. And I don't think that my dad was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I honestly have said in recent years that had they stuck it out, mm-hmm. they probably would have balanced each other out and been good together. Mm-hmm. But my father was not the man she needed him to be at that time in 1977. Yeah. And yeah. So she, she gave him till 1978. And by <laughs> 1979, she was like, deuces. Yeah. So, uh, she, so she didn't want to do the struggle. She didn't want to do the struggle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to give, give props for that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give props for that, for her refusing to settle. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, and you mentioned it earlier, there is a fine line between settling and working through things because those are, you know, it it can be like a fine line there. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think people have to people have to not expect perfection, but they also have to know what it is they need because we're not even talking about want. In some cases, we're so talking how about a need. Can we? How can we recognize or learn exactly what it is that we need? Mm-hmm. Because in order to know what you need, you have to know yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to know yourself, right? Yeah. And you have to listen. You have to follow what Sister Maya says and believe who people are. Yeah, when they show you. When they show you mm-hmm. and not get caught up like Sierra in future. Yeah. Because really, why are you getting with why, a dude with like, why? he had like six, seven baby mamas. And she all up in the picture. And now he got like, well, a whole mess. And he telling you what he doing. Like, yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that is a perfect uh encapsulation of that like you have to believe what people show you and and know that again you said this earlier people don't change unless they feel like they need to change i told someone recently that i told someone recently that um when you are in a relationship you have to make a decision you have to recognize the issues that you have with this other person mm-hmm. and make a decision. Okay. Can I put up with this for the rest of my life? Yep. And ideally you make that before you get in your feelings. Yeah. You make the decision yep. before you get in yep. your feelings. Because then you might not make a good decision. <laughs> no, but yeah. Can you live with this for the rest of your life? If they never change, are you going to be okay? Right. Correct. And that's not to say that the person can't change, as we've said, but mm-hmm. if they never do, can you live with Correct. this? I, I need structure and order, but I can't maintain it for nothing. <laughs> so if somebody knows that they have to be in a relationship with somebody that keeps house, yeah, they need to keep walking when they walk <laughs> my way. <laughs> 
Keep walking. Like not the kids. No. I mean, and that's not to say that I'm a slob and it's not to say that I don't clean up, but that's just not one of your things. Listen, Mm -hmm. there are these things that we call priorities Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. maintaining uh, an empty sink is not on that list. And I will tell you on the flip side of that, kind of just that goes right along with what we're talking about, about people changing when and if they want to though mm-hmm. because when we got married first of all I wasn't supposed to get married ever but when we got married <laughs> I was not I I didn't cook I did not cook in my relationship until probably about five years ago and I have been with this man for what y'all was in 20 was he cooking one 22 we'll be married 21 years we've been together for like 23 years he cooked my husband cooked for the majority of our he can cook. relationship marriage yeah he enjoyed cooking yeah okay yeah. well then there you go yeah. so but now i do mm-hmm. so the point is like i changed what made you start cooking and when i stopped working i felt like i had to do something <laughs> this is my contribution you weren't doing anything before this. this is my contribution i was working like outside of the house now but now i'm working inside the house i guess i gotta cook Oh my goodness. But, um, that but must yeah. have been a transition. Yeah. Oh, but, please don't cook. Why are you cooking? Let daddy cook. You know what? I've learned, my family has learned that I'm actually a good cook. It's quite hilarious. So when are you going to go home and make that gumbo recipe? I I, listen, that's going to be in the next week. I'm going to do it. Okay. But Kenji always talks about my good, like she's always amazed. Cause really? Because she know, knew you didn't cook. She's known me since forever. Yeah. She's like, oh my I didn't God. cook either. And then I moved to California and I missed eating. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, if I want to eat, yeah, you'll have to. I have to cook. But but that's an example. I mean, like he married me knowing with me saying, mm-hmm. dude, I, that's what I'm. I'm not gonna do that. So <laughs> if that's something that you expect, mm-hmm. and my husband likes to eat, and he'll tell you, like he loves food. But I'm like, if this is if this is a condition upon us being together, like you said, you need to just keep on moving because I'm not walking. But look, look at God. Daylight souls, arrested development, soul. Uh. Because we know it? you don't do. What is it? What song are you trying to keep on moving? That is neither one of them. Who is it? Um, don't what? stop. Is that? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, no. I know the song. I'm gonna cut all this out. But anyway. Um. But yes. Yeah, so that that is that is an example though. Of, of, Changing on my own terms, but he made the decision up front of that's not something that I need for the rest of my life. I can I can cook. I'm fine with cooking. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. It was soul to soul, soul to soul. So that's why you were thinking soul. Okay, I said de la soul. Said de la soul. Mm-hmm. Oh my that, gosh, that's why I was like, that's not it. Mirror, mirror on the that's wall. De la soul. Anyway. <laughs> some things <laughs> about music every once in a while every once in a while <laughs> oh my goodness okay well I think um, you know I wish Bobby and Cheryl the best mm-hmm. and you know I certainly think it's it's lovely to have your partners back mm-hmm. and to support them I mean when you're 70 years old 
see why you you've put in a lot of time. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I hadn't even gotten to that point yet, but I put in enough time that I'm like, dude, I feel like I put in enough time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I also think that there's something to be said about you know what were his crimes because you know it could have been something worse. Yeah. And yeah, that would be that would cause call his yeah, character. I don't know if I can rock with that, but yeah. He he was a black man in America, mm-hmm. and so I'm I I want to make it clear that by no means Ardina and I saying that you know Bobby's a bad guy. Absolutely not. Or that you know he didn't deserve um to have somebody like Cheryl. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it feels like as black women we often settle. Yeah. Or just squash what our needs are mm-hmm. because we want to be in a relationship or chose, as you mm-hmm. like to say. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you know, then you have like a piece of yourself dying inside, mm. I would think, right? And that's not a happy existence. Right. It's not a happy existence. Right. Right. So. And I wonder how they are now. Yeah how they've been in the past few years because that yeah. happened almost five years ago well i know she's she was saying how she's writing a book mm-hmm. and you know that was kind of like the last installment of it like she was talking about that she wants to tell her story oh and she wants to write a book and, and she feels like what i got from what she said she might have said it expressly too but basically she silenced herself so long like she just kind of mm-hmm. kept her voice she ignored she, what she needed yeah she mm-hmm. kept quiet for so long and mm-hmm. she's like now i'm not going to do that like i'm mm-hmm. i'm gonna say what i feel i need to say mm-hmm. so good for cheryl good you know? for her and it shows that also shows that you're never too old to like learn and grow yeah and i also want to make it clear i don't know how many young women we have listening but struggling is to be expected Correct. Struggling is to be expected. Yeah. yeah. Um, because people have to learn how to get along. Yeah. And that's what we say. I mean, there's a fine line. You got to learn how to work through things. Mm-hmm. Everything is not going to be. Relationships are not easy. Mm-hmm. And that's friendships. That, you know, like that's any relationship with a, another, with somebody who was not. We don't give enough. We don't give enough, I guess, credit. To friendships, yeah, and how hard they are. Yeah, there. I tell my kids that all the time. Like anytime you have any relationship with another person mm-hmm. that was raised differently from you, and I say differently from you, but shoot, it can be the same. The people that were raised next the same, door, mm-hmm. like your your siblings. Yeah, yes. You know, like y'all oh, yes. have totally different perspectives and stuff. So you're gonna have to learn how to work through some stuff. Relationships, friends, people with whom we relate are supposed to make you feel good about yourself. Correct. That is what my my dear friend and help you evolve. Always say mm-hmm. they're supposed to make you feel good about yourself and they are not supposed to make you feel bad. And mm-hmm. if someone makes you feel bad, if somebody makes you feel unwanted yep. or unloved, which is how Cheryl said she yep. felt. Yep. That's not then an do ideal yourself situation a thing for your spirit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But anyway. All right then people, we're gonna wrap up this conversation. And we're going to keep on moving. Mm, 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 mm. You gonna sing us out? Keep on. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> um. So we have transitioned. Yes. Um. There's some kinks to work out. Yep. 
but still hear me you can still hear us and we are now available on more platforms cool um and we'll talk about those more next week because until the kinks are worked out i don't want to i don't want to see them looking yeah mm-hmm. So we are available, but we'll be available on more platforms. There's like four or five more now. Cool. Um, so there's that. Um, y'all check us out on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Mm. And what I I watched a Tyler Perry movie the other day. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish it though. Fall from Grace. Hell no. Oh, okay. I watched Nobody's Fool. Did you oh, see that? Yeah, I saw that. I didn't see the end, though. I couldn't last. I yeah. was like, this has gotten... I, I'm just bored now. It took too long to tell the story. <laughs> but the beginning was very funny. <laughs> I, I definitely enjoy Tiffany Haddish, which is why I watched the movie. <laughs> and Whoopi Goldberg is hilarious. As always. She was hilarious. As always, yeah. Um, But the story just... I just couldn't hang with that story. Yeah. That man walked into the, to the office and said he was... Charlie? Was his name Charlie? I think his name was Charlie. We gonna go with Charlie, but I could be wrong. And Tika was like, you've been gone for three months. And I said, I got food waiting for me in the kitchen. I need, I can't. Oh, <laughs> and I left. And then that was it. I, I just, I was like, okay, so how much longer is this gonna drag out? Oh, no. This is too long. Okay. This is, this is, I felt like we had already hit the climax. Like, you know, you're coming back for a second and you limp. Like, okay. I don't know what you're doing. So... But I didn't finish it, but um, I, I did enjoy the beginning. Good. So there you go. Some Tyler Perry props for those of you who think I hate Tyler Perry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. So check us out on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fun times. Yes. Check us out, please. Share this episode or some other with a friend. Let's expand in 2020. And um, y'all know what to do. Go and be great. Do this.